0: I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize it's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my Rush is back,
1: final hour, Teddy Landon here, Tyler McComas, separate locations Business today Tyler's up in Tulsa for the Sooner Caravan Set to start in about an hour Gonna be really cool to hear from Coach Venables, Coach Jenny Baranchek, Coach Porter Moser uh, really cool stuff. I think, is this the very first stop on the uh, the whole caravan tour, Tyler?
2: Yep. First stop is sold out. Still somehow Travis Davidson managed to find a ticket. I'm a little bit skeptical about how that happened. He's hanging out here. Uh, they're going to be in Tulsa, or they're in Tulsa tonight. Duncan, Wichita, Amarillo, which you and I are going to go to Amarillo, right? Uh, Houston right. and in Dallas. So Nice. And VV is going to be gonna at all be... of them. He's going to be at every single one of them.
1: Yeah, um, exciting stuff. Uh, Anxious to see how how some of those go. And I know he wants to get out there and kind of spread the message about what they're doing up there and continue to get the buy-in, not just from his players, but from the fans as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool that he's going to all these. And I'm sure that it's not a have-to thing. I'm sure that he wants to go to all these things too. I mean, he wants to be a part of this, which is really cool. It does bring up a question because, you know, talking to some OU fans that are, you know, already here, it's the same confidence as we felt this whole time. This is just going to work. Why is it going to work? Well, just because. I mean, but we all have a feeling that this is going to work out. And it's going to work out in a big way. Uh, same feeling here in the nine one eight. I guess my question to you is, can you present me with a legitimate concern? As to why this won't go as incredibly awesome as we think it is. And and you may not even believe it. You you may give me a reason and you may not truly believe it. But can you present me with anything, a legit reason as to why this won't just go awesome like we think it's going to?
1: Um Yeah. And Because I
2: I, I asked that real quick just because the only rebuttal to that i ever hear is well he's never been a first year head coach like i've yet to hear for the doubters i've yet to hear a good answer as to why so i'm, I'm seeing if you if you have something
1: okay now when you say doesn't go doesn't go good like tell me what that means and tell me the time frame are you saying when it doesn't Maybe. go good mean like doesn't doesn't win a semifinal. Doesn't make the playoff. Doesn't win the Big Twelve. What does not doesn't yeah. go good mean? Well, I,
2: I, I guess that's a totally different conversation, and we can have that later. But I, I I'm saying he's here. It's been five years, and he still hasn't made a college football playoff to this point.
1: Um. Well, five five years and hasn't made a playoff.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, okay. I, it's hard to produce a scenario over five years. I could tell you that over the next two years, they don't make a playoff because they just get hit by the injury bug at the worst time, right? Whether they lose a quarterback or, you know, lose multiple guys off the offensive line or defensive line, they, you know, they just haven't been able to get, get, get over the hump because of that. Um, but over five years, that that I, I can't that can't really be an excuse. Um, I, I my guess if it doesn't go well, the recruiting doesn't go well, and he has a hard time keeping coaches. I I, I could I could see a scenario, and I don't I don't think this is going to happen. I don't predict it's going to happen, but I could see a scenario where after year one, let's say Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss and they want Jeff Levy. Sure. And, and Levy takes the Ole Miss head coaching job and he takes, uh, you know, a bunch of the OU offensive staff with him that he's got ties with. He's got ties with, with Joe John and – and Coop and, you know, like a bunch of guys that that he may take with him. And that next hire doesn't go well, right? Um, he's not able, for whatever reason, to turn the tide defensively like we hoped. And we just – we continue to be a middle-of-the-road Big 12 defense. And the final – Thing I'll give you is now I can't give you reasons why that they're not able to turn the defense around. Sure, I can just say because we don't really
2: believe those, right? I mean, you're that's all I asked for. I I don't believe that you don't believe that you're just giving me reasons.
1: And the final one that I would give you is the move to the SEC is met with like back to back. By eight and four type seasons
2: yeah I, I guess my immediate response were or my immediate thought was the recruiting approach that they're going about does it work here like it did Clemson and you're kind of working behind the eight ball when it comes to talent but you really had to dig for some reasons I mean you ended up giving me three but you really had to dig for some reasons and I I think that the one I even brought up with recruiting is a little bit of a stretch. It just feels like, man, it's almost predestined. Whether it ends up in, you know, four national titles, I I don't know if I'm going to go there, but I I don't know. This fan base knows football. It's a very smart fan base, and I think we all know that. What that looks like, I don't know, but it will work out to some point. Like, what what's the baseline expectation as to what most people think that he's going to accomplish? A national. Don't you feel like most people think he's going to win at least one national championship during his time here? I I, well, I kind of feel like that's the thought.
1: I don't know if if mo- most people have even like started to consider that. Like, if they've gone that far down the road. But when it comes to me, uh, m- my baseline is. A national championship Tyler and frankly my baseline is a national championship within the next three years yeah and I, think I that's would fair. say probably sooner rather than later now not knowing what the situation is going to be at quarterback next year like you almost you almost don't want Dylan Gabriel to have too good of a year this year you know what I'm saying and head off to the NFL But if 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 he plays the way I expect him to and he's back again next year, I think next year they're going to have a really good chance at it.
2: Yeah, I I think that's pretty key, man, is is him coming back in twenty twenty three that regardless of what conference they're in. You got that measuring stick game against Georgia coming up week two. Uh, You'd like to you'd like to you know, have a guy coming back that's an experienced quarterback. And not that we know him super well, man, and we really don't to this point, but I I guess it's just a feeling. I feel like – here's what I feel like is going to happen. I feel like they're going to have a really good season, and if they don't make the college football playoff, I think that they're going to win the conference and play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. I feel like they're going to have a good year, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of momentum going into 2023, and we're going to be saying – all right, this kind of feels like the season that we might get over the hump. I could be wrong, but with a loaded quarterback draft class next year with Bryce Young, with C.J. Stroud and some other guys in there, I feel like he might be one of those dudes that says, I want to come back and try to win a national championship here. Again, I know he doesn't have any Oklahoma ties uh, other than the two months that he's been there, But I could see a scenario where he is a dude with a loaded quarterback class where he comes back and says, all right, let's try to get this done in 23.
1: Well, it's always uh, timing, right? And the timing for next season, the 2023 season, is going to be right because you're going to be talking about Alabama. They're going to be replacing a quarterback. My guess is Ohio State is going to be replacing a quarterback. Right? Probably Clemson is going to be replacing a quarterback. So like that's Georgia. So it's Who virtually will be replacing so, a quarterback too, but maybe that's so an next
2: year, twenty twenty three, could be exactly what we thought about OU going into last year. All the other yeah. powers replacing quarterbacks, you have your quarterback coming back this is the year where you could really make your move. No, that's good. Exactly what we thought about last year. That's what 2023 could be. I think I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Now, obviously, there's a chance that all of those guys don't go, uh, but I would say most likely they do. Maybe not uh, the Clemson quarterback, but uh, uh, most likely you're going to be Alabama and Ohio State going to be replacing guys. So, it, yeah. it would match up good, but, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of room to make up there. They're going to have to recruit really well between now and then, um, even though that you probably won't have many guys uh, from this next recruiting class that would be playing next season. And I think the transfer portal is going to have to be uh, a big weapon for you to, to continue. Yeah. And I think after maybe a big year and, and the way Venables has, has been trending, I think that there there's a really good possibility of that.
2: We so. always say it's 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 good to be Toby Rowland. And right when he walked in, he got a pie courtesy of the OU Club of Tulsa. He was saying that no one brought him a pie when uh, during the baseball game against ORU uh, earlier yeah. this week. So he walks in, Paige at the OU Club of Tulsa, gives him a pie. And so uh, Toby's, Toby's all happy right
1: now. Did they give him a pie or did they give him a pie?
2: <laughs> the thing is there are no uh utensils for his pie so i don't know what he's going to do about that he just Not set needed. it back in the box with his hands so yeah maybe he doesn't need one we'll uh we'll, we can take a timeout here and see if we can get toby on for a segment on the other side if you want
1: oh great yeah that'll be fantastic let's hit a quick timeout here more from the rush coming up voice of the oklahoma sooners toby roland will join tyler and i next stay tuned
0: Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.
2: Final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman, taking you home on a Thursday night live from Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. Getting T town set for the OU coaches caravan. Teddy is live at Newcastle Casino, and uh, Teddy, we're uh, we're on hallowed ground today. Pat Benatar played here, Van Halen played here, U two played here, Bob Dylan played here. Though I don't sense Toby is all that impressed because I see no history. Of Sandy Patty no. ever taking the stage here at and Ballroom? It could Colton. have happened.
3: It, it, we could have seen the Gaither vocal band here at some <laughs> point. This place is super cool. Have it's you been awesome. here
2: before? Uh, Travis was just saying, like, how have people never been here before? And I was like, oh, I've
3: never been here before. Sorry. I, I have not been here before, but this is really, really cool. Really cool. Try to get
2: Teddy to go to the one in Amarillo. You think he's going to make it out there?
3: Uh. No.
1: <laughs> no,
3: I don't, I don't see uh, uh, I Ted making it all
1: Amarillo, the way I love to Amarillo, Toby. I've, Do you? I probably won't make it, but that doesn't mean it's because I look down on Amarillo. Love the place.
3: Have you been to the Cadillac Ranch, Ted?
1: No. Okay. Actually, I've never, to, I've never been to Amarillo. I've only <laughs> driven through it on I-40.
2: Uh, is the so. Cadillac Ranch what's outside of town and the cars are yeah. sticking up out of the ground? Yeah,
3: all the Cadillacs are buried I have uh,
2: never stopped, but I've driven by it 25 times in my life. There's always a massive group of people. Yeah. The wind's always blowing 55 oh, miles an hour When you go there. to
3: Santa Fe, right? Yep, yep, so, yep, yeah, on yep. your way to Santa Fe, you pass it right there. Yeah, you got to get off the highway and walk out into this field and paint, uh, paint the things, yeah. This is cool, what you man. This you is just is, take uh,
1: pictures with the cars
3: that are half buried? Is that it? Well, they they have spray paint if i remember correctly you either bring your own spray paint or they have it you can you can use there and everybody spray paints their initials on the cars and takes pictures of the cars and everything and then of course the next people behind you spray over what you sprayed so it doesn't last but yeah it's just an oddity you're just a bunch of cadillacs buried in the ground out there anyway this huh. is off topic <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't, we're, we're clearly selling teddy I'm making it out to, yeah. to amarillo Uh, This is a sold-out event tonight, and as we've been talking about all day long, Brent is great. So is Porter and Jenny, but it's, you know, kind of the attention's on Brent right now. He's great in front of 75,000 fans. I'm really interested to see what he's like in a smaller environment with 350 fans. I expect it to be amazing, but it could be even better with a
3: smaller crowd. It'll be great tonight. I mean, you talk about some electricity that the Sooner coaches have these days. I mean... Porter Probably is the
1: easiest caravan you've ever had to do. You might ask have three no questions why, all night.
3: I don't know why I'm here, Ted. There's no reason <laughs> for me to be here. There, Brent Venables should be the MC of the Sooner Caravans this year. But Porter's great. Jenny's great. And, um, you know, Brent in front of his team, which is 100 guys, is sensational. So there's no reason to believe it won't be the same in front of 350. So this is going to be a fun night. The boss is here. Joe Castiglione is here. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm glad they're back. You know, the the, the Sooner Caravan was a deal for a lot of years. And people loved them, and news was made. How many times did Bob Stoops say something a little controversial? About the SEC. At sure. a Sooner Caravan. Yeah. Mike Gundy would take a shot at OU at a Cowboy Caravan or whatever. I think the fans really liked him. For whatever reason, it went away. But I think it is a perfect idea with this new batch of coaches and certainly – as charismatic as they are, that it's back. Plus, the fan base is on fire right now. Everybody wants to meet Brent. Everybody wants to hear from Brent and Porter and Jenny. So this is a great idea to bring back the caravans.
1: So how does the how does the format work? Is it just kind of there's a stage, there's a crowd, you bring each coach out. And is, it, is it just a and a kind of with you and the coach? Is it questions from the crowd? How does that typically work?
3: Yeah, so tonight, anyway, um, we're go- I'm going to welcome everyone. Then we're going to bring Jenny and Brent up and do a little Q&A with them for 15, 20 minutes or so. Then we're going to bring up C. and he's going to talk for uh, however long he feels like talking. And then we're going to bring up Brent. And I will ask Brent uh, a bunch of questions, but he will also take a couple of questions from the crowd as well. So pretty simple. There's a whole bunch of good food here and um, I don't know what else is going to happen. This is the first one, so we'll see. I'm sure we got some videos and all kinds of fun stuff.
2: Yeah, there was a great point brought up on the text line earlier. Um, It might be bad news for you. You're probably expecting to only be here two hours. No, no. But judging by the speech before the spring game and at halftime, it could be a long night here.
3: uh, (laughs) I've been around Brent enough now to know (laughs) that – and timelines are and Joe. I mean, we got some talkers yeah. on this athletic department. We got some people that can go. Um, yeah, no, we we might be here for a while, but that's fine. I mean, however long they want to talk, these people will will listen. So it'll be fun. We do have an NFL draft tonight, so at some point, I am eager to. Yeah, earn my it, attention and,
2: to that, and I, I said that, man. I just my interest for the NFL draft isn't there. What do you mean? That's what I heard on the yeah, other end of I the heard mic that. today. It yeah. sounded like BV was yelling at me or something. How can you be a football to, fan and not want to watch the draft?
1: Well, I, I just don't understand. As a guy who claims to be eaten up with football, give me more football nonstop. Mm-hmm. You sure don't ever like to watch it whenever it's on television. What are you
2: talking? Just because I don't watch the draft, I don't love football anymore.
1: No, you don't watch. That the doesn't draft. make any sense. You don't. You don't care about the USFL. You wouldn't okay. watch if there was a non-Power 5 playoff. That, that's crap. Did no I say that? No one cares that? about that. Yes, you, you did. Uh, yeah, I could go on and on and on. Huh. You don't want well, an expanded that s- playoff. <laughs> that's right? not
2: true. I didn't say that. Now, Okay, you you had a good point, and now you ruined it because you went too far. I've never said that. All no, I said well, is don't ruin college football. That's it. Well, it's anyway. Room. The caravan right. should be a lot of fun tonight. Here, in talk, I'm so. on Teddy's
3: side on this one. I mean, you hate you hate golf, you hate the hate basketball. You hang this entire show on the sport of football. Mm-hmm. The success or failure of the rush all hangs on the sport of football. And here we got the NFL draft tonight, and you're like, eh, yeah, <laughs>
2: not much interest for me.
3: I tried to get interest going, and for Teddy to say. Is there going to be
2: a first-round pick? And he said 6.9%, 6.9%. Percent that yeah. there's going to be a first-round pick. Hey, that's so. actually
3: Toby. maybe accurate. That's actually probably Doba, actually.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think it is. And I think uh, Tiger Woods reportedly shot a 69 today at Southern Hills. Were you out there playing a practice round today as well since you're in Tulsa, Toby?
3: Yes. Yeah, That's right. Uh, Tiger and I uh, just light nine holes in today just to kind of get familiar with the course today. No, it's not true. I've I did play Southern Hills that one time. And dribbled it off the front tee, first tee, right down the hill, <laughs> right in front of everybody. <laughs> You've been there, right? Teddy. You know that number one, the elevated tee where you launch it into the. It's the most beautiful tee shot in golf. You launch it out into the Tulsa sky, and then it feathers to the, run or to the uh, fairway, just topped it right down the hill.
1: Toby, I one have my most
3: embarrassing moment.
1: Never played Southern Hills. I've never seen southern hills i've never driven past it i i have no idea about that i know zero about that course
2: it's not in goldsby that's why
1: mm-hmm. i know it was in my neck of the it's woods a little, up it into is a Tulsa little hard to get you out of the times. house
3: sometimes ted yeah
2: yeah how well how was that saturday did you feel weird without your guy not sitting next to you or was it like super refreshing
3: no no, no. i i am uncomfortable not being with Teddy during a football game. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because I think it's pretty inconsiderate that he likes to be funny. It's really kind of the most – it's it's the meanest thing that he could do to you right before a broadcast. Mispronounce everyone's name mm-hmm. on purpose in, incorrectly and get that in your mind moments uh, before a game starts. He, he I usually
1: don't do that he, on game day. No. He, I usually he, get uh, reprimanded one time and then I stop.
3: <laughs> Maybe like during the ref pregame, like four hours out, he may do something. And I just glare at him, and he's like, "Okay, okay, okay." He's he's got enough respect for the end product that it doesn't happen. So we're all. What good. did you think, though, well, I'm glad of, you guys the, are, of the spring?
1: Yeah. I, well, obviously, uh, all the festivities and everything. It was really cool to take it all in. But as far as like what the team looked like, did you walk away feeling good about the prospects of this season? Did you? Did you see some weaknesses or things that you really think need need, uh, need work? What was your thoughts
3: there? No, I mean, I don't think I had any overwhelming opinion either way just because the way the teams were split up. It wasn't like yeah. you could see all the offensive line together, all the defensive line together. I think there were some guys that flashed. I was impressed with Gabriel. I thought he looked smooth. His mobility is, is good. I was surprised they went as fast as they did. Not – Eventually, yeah. but now I was surprised that they went that fast. I thought, you know, Ethan Downs flashed. Marcus Stripling flashed. Javante Barnes is exciting. Um, Jaden Gibson on the 95-yard touchdown. You could see the potential of yeah. what he could be when he – I mean, he separated from – what defensive back was that that was chasing him? That was – he just pulled away from him. But there were some guys here and there that I think – are worth getting excited about, but I, I didn't come away feeling too uh, nervous about any. I think this is going to be a good team, man. This is. So do I. Everybody's fired up. The team's fired up. Um, the fans are going to be electric this year. They got a, a very friendly schedule. So I think we're in for a fun season. Do you dig the fact that everyone
2: nationally doesn't agree with us, though, that they're not going to be a good team? Um, I I don't know. For for some reason, this gives this team an edge and a chip on its shoulder a little bit that I kind
3: of like. I like that. Plus, it's just when everybody's picking you to win it, like last year, when everybody's picking you to win it, I I, kind of got this haunting feeling like, oh, crap. You know, all you can do is disappoint everyone. So I like the underdog role. OU has excelled in this role. In the past. So bring it on, man. Let let all the haters hate. Let totally all the haters agree. hate, Ted. You heard it.
1: Let the haters hate. Totally agree.
3: Love you, Ted. Um, I missed you Saturday.
1: I know. Um, I'm not really uh, just anxious to do it again right away. I'm, I'm really going to enjoy the no, offseason. No, no. But the fall's going to be I'm with you. spectacular.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a great year. Did he?
2: reciprocate that i, told um, him I, I missed you him. on saturday that huh, i said that's i loved you i missed
3: you saturday and he said i know <laughs> so that's fine that's the way our relationship is and that's fine i'm, I'm willing to have nice it. nice job good being on with you guys well, yeah see well hang on a second yeah, no I,
1: i'm not gonna say what? i'm like you're the one that went and did something else i didn't go anywhere so right, am i supposed to that has nothing to do with whether you missed me or not yeah, yeah, I mean, I I, guess didn't,
3: I was told to do something else. I didn't volunteer to do something else. I yeah. was told to do television Saturday. But that has nothing to do with whether I missed you or I love you as a friend. That is irrelevant from what I called Saturday. So, But that's okay.
1: No, I missed you too. I, Keep those we feelings bottled up. did have fun up, doing Ted. the pregame show for the ref uh, beforehand. That was nice. Um, but, yeah, I missed you too. Missed you too.
3: All right. Good luck. Sounded heartfelt. Yeah, I know, right? right? Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, see it, see
2: so. All right, see you see you. All right uh, we we uh, we got everyone starting to pack in here, in Teddy. The uh, party, I think, is about to officially begin here at awesome. Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa.
1: Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. Tyler's there at Kane's. I'm here at Newcastle Casino. Got a couple of segments left. Stay tuned.
0: The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Final hour of The
2: Rush. A lot of ballroom in Tulsa getting ready for the OU coaches' caravan. Porter Moser, Jenny Baronchek, and, of course, Britt Vittables will be here. That's scheduled to begin at about 6.30. We've already seen a ton of our uh, Tulsa listeners up here, which has been really cool. Teddy's been at Newcastle Casino today. Um, Travis Davidson was just asking an interesting question. I'll pass it along to you. What's a better chance, an OU or someone from OU goes in the first round tonight or Baker gets dealt in the first round?
1: Oh. Uh not a very high likelihood of either one of those things. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't think Baker's going to get dealt in the first round. I don't think anyone is 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 willing to like Cleveland is in such a bad position right now. Like there's there's there would have to be a lot else to go on in a trade for them to get a first round pick. I mean, there's no way they're, they're in, they're, they're in a bad, they they killed this trade value and they're, they are on the hook for $18 million in salary that he's owed coming up. So I guess if they paid, cash or paid his 18 million dollar salary or a huge chunk of it and traded him someone may give a high round pick for that but like to basically have him free and clear with and be able to sign him or i i don't know i i don't see it happening for the first round but i do see it happening throughout the draft weekend i think something's going to go down
2: you think baker gets uh, dealt this draft weekend
1: I think we figure out where he's huh, going to wow. go.
2: Okay. Yeah. I hope so. But I don't
1: think it's going to be – I don't think he's going to get traded for a first-round pick. I, that would be yeah. – that would be
2: shocking. Yeah, so um, we'll see if Malik Willis goes nine overall to, to the Seahawks. I saw a mock earlier today that had that. True or false, out of all the QBs that are in this draft, Baker is actually the best option on the field. I'm not talking about contract or anything like that, but he's the best quarterback available tonight.
1: Uh, it's so hard to say. He's the most proven. There's no doubt about it. Um, you get a, a quarterback that has a playoff win and did it, turning around the all the stuff that went on in Cleveland. Yeah, I think he's by far the most proven. Is he going to have the best career out of any of the quarterbacks that are available tonight? I, man, that's hard to say because there's so much more you know, involved in that, like, what the fit is, where those guys go. I think Malik Willis is a really good player and has a really high ceiling. Now, and and I think a lot of these guys may end up doing pretty well because I don't think they're going to go super high. And when you don't go super high, you're not usually going to a god-awful team, which can really help you out, you know?
2: Yeah. It is just a little bit interesting that – You know, regardless if you think he can play or not, and and I know what the perception is around the league on him right now, but he does have a pretty incredible resume in that he won a playoff game for the Cleveland Browns, and he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers handily in that. Like, just that alone on your resume, he won a playoff game with the Cleveland Browns is pretty incredible. So I don't know if, you know, how much that means out on the beat open market right back. now again everyone has a Yeah,
1: beat it back beat, to beat back. Beat the, the Steelers back-to-back sure. back. and frankly should have beaten the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yeah.
2: Yeah, had a great chance if that fumble doesn't go out of the end zone. So he's he's got you know, it's not like his entire career has been crap. I mean, he's he's done something that hadn't been done uh in a while in Cleveland. So I I don't know. I I hope he gets dealt – my my wish is just like everyone else's, I think. I, I hope that he ends up in Pittsburgh and they win the division next year. And yeah. if not Pittsburgh, then, I don't know, Carolina is fine. I, like, Who are the real potential suitors out there? Pittsburgh, Carolina, Seattle, is there anyone outside that?
1: Um, maybe Houston. I, I still yeah. think that – you know, Carolina is, is really downplaying any interest that they have. Um, I think the Steelers said they'd sign him uh, immediately if he was released by Cleveland. I think there's interest there, but I think everyone is going to act like they don't have any is- interest to force Cleveland to make a move and, and release him. You know, they're Cleveland's trying yeah. to act like, oh, well, maybe we'll just keep him on roster. That ain't happening. There's zero chance of no. that happening. So no, no, I think everyone's no, just playing no. the waiting game and, and knowing that Cleveland is going to have to pick up a huge chunk of that guaranteed 18000000 million he's got coming his way. If I'm Baker, I don't even care what happens. I'm not sweating anything. I'm making $18 million guaranteed this year no matter where I am, whether I'm at it's home luck, playing man. golf or if I'm on a football team.
2: Hey, so uh, we're a little less than an hour away from getting started here. Uh, there's people all over the place. People are filing in. They're getting some drinks, um, getting all set up. I mean, it's it's sold out. It's going to be a, a big-time event here at Kane's. So there's a lot of excitement, obviously. We saw that on Saturday. Now, 75,360. Is that something that's ever going to be touched again? Or is there a scenario out there where maybe we see – an even larger spring game crowd in the future. We're blown about, blown away about what happened on Saturday. But is there any chance they top it here in the next few years? And what would
1: have to happen? Yeah. I think there's a chance. I think you could have a. I think you could have a, a, a. Obviously, another statue unveiling with with Kyler Murray at some point. Don't know if that's next year or or when the plans for that might be. But you could have that uh, and. I think I think the fan base kind of liked the, uh, the feeling of having the best attendance across the country of a spring game. Sure. You know, I think that played well. I think they, they like how the coach gave them props um, out there on the field and just kind of how it went down. I think it was actually a fun event to go to. So if you have the right mix again with uh, the, the right events, the right weather, yeah, I think they, they could do that again or exceed that. Yeah, maybe next year whenever they're doing Kyler Murray's uh, Heisman unveiling and giving out this year's national championship rings to last year's team, maybe that'll draw a full uh, capacity crowd.
2: That was the scenario where they get over 75,000, and Georgia did that this year. Um, When you guys won it in 2000, there was a championship celebration inside the stadium pretty shortly after that. So you could do that, but if you had a spring game where the previous team that won the Natty was getting their rings, I think that that is the scenario where you can get over 75,000. But that is an interesting point, and I do agree with it. I think it's a point of pride now with the OU fans. Now that they had that turnout, now that they had the best spring game turnout, it'll be more of an emphasis. I think that there is a certain pride level that goes to we pack the spring game better than anyone else. But if they win a title, they give out the rings. That that place might be that that place might be at capacity when that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, pretty cool stuff. I I think that I think that it's going to be I think it's going to be an ang- angry fan base for the next for the foreseeable future which is a good thing that means a lot of fans a lot of energy a lot of attitude um and that turns into a really really good crowd so no i'm i think it's going to be i think it's going to be good for the foreseeable future and same i i i want i want coach venables to continue to demand more from the fan base uh, because i think they respond to it and i think whenever you make demands on the fan base, rightfully so, they feel like they're a piece of the action, right? Piece of the team. So uh, hopefully that continues. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back, wrap things up. I'm here at Newcastle Casino. Tyler's up there at the Sooner Caravan in Tulsa. Stay tuned.
0: This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel. Over 2,700 electronic games. 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman, on Highway 9 and I-35.
2: All right, final segment. Wrapping it up on a Thursday, live from Kane's Ballroom. There's Tulsa, OU fans everywhere all getting ready for this OU coaches caravan. Brent Venable's going to be here. Jenny Bronchek going to be here. Porter Moser going to be here. Well, I guess they're all already here. Of course, Toby Rowland's here as well. So big night here in Tulsa. And if it sounds like a good time, well, they've got stops coming up at OKC, Amarillo, Wichita, Houston, and Dallas. So if you want to catch that, go visit Soonersports.com. Ah, uh, man, it, it, it's just crazy all these OU fans out here, Teddy, and all the attention that's on this thing is... Is this going to lead to maybe more ticket sales in the future? I, I I guess there was a concern about a year or two ago that season ticket sales had dropped off, especially after COVID. But is OU going to see a spike in ticket sales with all the excitement that has surrounded the program?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I, I think obviously COVID, COVID hit at a bad time right whenever the the administration was asking for more donations and and some stuff like that for season tickets and that wasn't received very well and then obviously you had the restricted attendance and yeah I think there was a lot of people that because of the stagnation for lack of a better term were not very engaged well, the SEC announcement changed a lot of that. It's like, okay, I better, I better ramp up. We're going to have some awesome home games here in the future, especially whenever we didn't know what the timeline was going to be, and I guess still don't. So you have that now combined with a, a new excitement, new energy around the team. I, I'm i guessing that season ticket sales are going to be just fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think the SEC moves. Some people are, are already coming back around onto that maybe with that. like Because remember yeah. – About a year ago, there was a thought that OU was going to leave pretty quick. That that, that shifted a little bit. But I know that I have a buddy that said, well, we went ahead and bought our tickets for this year just so we'll be able to get our tickets next year when they're in the SEC. So I'm I'm with you, man. I I think that the ticket sales are probably ultimately going to be just fine. And OU is going to have a presence up here in Tulsa, man. You've got the OU Arkansas basketball game. I think that date is already set for uh, next December next year going to play the hogs again at BOK, and then they got a football game next year up here in t-town i've never been to an ou tulsa game up here at uh, tu is it an experience that uh, ou fans should uh, flock to it's an easy drive
1: it's an easy drive i think it's a i think it's a, a cool intimate little i shouldn't say it like that it's a it's a cool stadium to to watch ou play in um and I I think it's it's nice to be able to travel somewhere else and still kind of play a home game if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Because it'll be it'll be eighty percent OU fans that are there. So no, those the, those are typically pretty fun.
2: Yeah. So that that'll be cool. Um, yeah, that that non conference next year you got like Arkansas State at home at Tulsa and then Georgia, which is going to be. Man, you talk about one of the more anticipated home games that, regardless if it's an SEC game or a non-conference game, don't care. That's going to be the most anticipated non-conference game since.
1: Ohio State.
2: Maybe I was even going to go back to the Notre Dame game, maybe in 10 years.
1: Yeah, you think it surpasses Ohio State? Ohio State had just come off a national championship when we played them, right?
2: Yeah, I I guess the only thing for me would be – that OU already had a loss when they played Ohio State that yeah, year. Yeah, They had that's just lost to, to Houston, so not and not I that there wasn't maybe a lot the of le- excitement week
1: leading up. But I think I think the like the off season leading up to it, there was a ton of yeah. excitement.
2: So, but there is some similarities. I guess the last time previously you had played Ohio State, right? Was that game in the Horseshoe where Uwe yeah. Von Shaman kicked the yep. game winner, but. The last time you had played Georgia, which would be a little bit more recent, well, it's the game that we don't speak of. We know what happened in the Rose Bowl that night.
1: We speak of it so all there, the time. There's a revenge, uh, fact, uh, there's a revenge factor there. <laughs> but, yeah, there is a re- revenge factor. I think it will be awesome. It's it's going to be my my expectation is it's going to be probably the, the most can't-miss, ticket to an OU game that there's been in a long long yeah. time that includes Notre Dame and that includes uh Ohio State
2: yeah and you know there'll be a lot of Georgia fans out uh in Norman be for a that lot trip of Georgia fans it
1: it's going to be a it'll probably be a wild atmosphere it'll probably be the game of the week uh yeah that's going to be that's going to be a big one man big
2: So, who's going number one overall tonight? I would go Aiden Hutchinson, but who's it actually going to be?
1: I don't know. There's a lot of people that have, for whatever reason, really uh, started to to take the Walker kid out of Georgia to go at that number one spot. But I'm with you. I'll still go with Aiden Hutchinson, but who knows, right? That's pretty much been the one thing.
2: uh, Is he the best player?
1: I think he is – is he going to be the best player in this draft? Probably not. But I think it's the least risky pick. Yeah. For that high, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. It's easy to to justify taking him at number one. It's not a massive reach. Now, if you take the Georgia kid at number one, which – I mean, he's a great player, but it is a little bit of a reach – you stand to get a little bit more flat for that one if, if that one doesn't hit.
1: Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Um, you may be, if you're in that spot, you trade back. If you have them both kind of the same on your board, you trade back a spot. If you can acquire another asset and take whoever's left out of the two, if you if you don't yeah. want that number one spot. I don't know if they'll do that, but uh, they got some options. So. All right, you I hear can what's hear, what's hear it. Going, you it's hear what's underway. going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah
2: it's, it's going on over
1: here. It's, it's getting underway. Yeah, All right, Absolutely. yeah. Been a uh, been a fun show. Um, have fun there at the caravan if you hang around for at least a little bit. Uh, we appreciate the text line. You guys killed it as always. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Thank you to Newcastle Casino for having me out. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
0: Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ Perry on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.